Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ormark on the World Show. Today, we've got Ellis Luker, Lucas, the author. He's also the president of His Heart United. We're talking about his ministry among uh, people in prison, most of whom are, are uh, the people he's working with are struggling with addiction. Uh, really, uh, Ellis has a tremendous heart. Uh, you, you don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to the Your Mark on the World Show with your champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Ellis, welcome to the show. Well, Devin, thank you so much for having me on today there. It's a, it's a real honor there. Well, the honor is all ours. We're thrilled yeah. to have you, and uh, we admire the work you're doing and want to learn more about it. Uh, it seems to me that your story really begins with your book. Tell us a little bit about your book and, and what the book is about. Well, the book is my, my own, it's my own biography. And, you know, I, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a common story, you know, of people that just, you know, they just fall into addiction, you know, or however you get there, you know, and, um, but anyhow, what, uh, uh, the difference is, is what are you going to do once you get there? You know, people always ask me, you know, on the different television shows I've, I've been on different things. They, they always want to know, Ellis, how, how does somebody get into this, get into this shape? And, you know, um, if you haven't been there, then it, it's, it looks kind of startling to see somebody just completely, you know, just uh, implode, completely wipe out. But, you know, uh, it, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to get there. And right now there's millions and millions of people all across the country, um, you know, that are just, you know, bound and just shackled up to addictions of all kinds, you know, and stuff. And um, uh, anyhow, and uh -huh. so, but, uh, you know, but there's always hope there, Devin. That's, that's, that's what my story represents is hope. So for you, that was a, a deeply religious experience that, that, that changed your life. Uh, tell us a little bit about the experience and how it's changed your life. Yeah, well, you know, it, it um, you know, on March 6, 1997, you know, um, you know, I invited Jesus Christ into my life and um, uh, my life was for all intents and purposes, it was over. There was no hope. I mean, my life had, had tragically come to a halt there. I was looking at a long 15 year life imprisonment, you know, um, basically I, I was homeless and went to stay with a, a person I knew down in Kansas city for a few days. I just, uh, just got a job and I just, just needed a few days to try to put together a few couple paychecks, get a, get get some place to stay I thought and um, um, they uh, it was a big meth operation going on back in Kansas City and on March 6 1997 the SWAT team you know busted in there early that morning and just you know destroyed the place hauled us all in you know took us to jail and you know we were all you know uh, we were all charged with um, you know with uh, felony you know, drug, drug charges and stuff there, but, you know, um, but, you know, uh, 
it doesn't, um, you know, what happened in my life though was, you know, it, 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 I don't see that happening, Devin. I just don't see that this stuff happening, what happened in my life, you know, across the board there. And what, you know, what did happen in my life was for a purpose and it was for a reason, you know, and as a Christian, you know, you know, it doesn't matter what, what, you know, suffering takes no prisoners, you know, it doesn't matter what religion you are, what, you know, what political side of the aisle, I mean, we're all going to suffer, you know, and, and, and addiction is a very serious thing that has affected nearly every family across the country in one way or another now. And, um, you know, we're all going to be accountable one day for, you know, we're all going to be, it's, you know, we're all going to be accountable somewhere down the line, but, you know, but I was, uh, you know, right now, you know, the health and human services has reported, you know, a recent report that there's $740 billion lost in taxpayer money annually right now to, you know, to incarceration, to rehab, to, you know, the loss of work and productivity, you know, and that's not counting the, the real damage, which is the broken families and, um, you know, divorce and, um, and people, they really, most people, you know, so, so many of these people, Devin, they didn't start out like I did, partying and getting stupid. You know, a lot of them got, had an injury and it was opioid addiction. Right, right. You know, and just one thing leads to another and it's devastating. And, you know, addiction is very real and it, it, it's costly. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's horrific. As you changed your life, um, at, at one point, uh, how long ago did you decide to write your book? Your tell your story. Well, it was a. Uh, it was probably about. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't really decide to write my story. Um, I. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was really. I just sat down. I tore my Achilles tendon and my uh, calf muscle at work, and so I was off work for three months there. And I sat down and I started this thing. All was a letter to my son. Uh, estranged uh, for a long time there and he was um, you know it was just uh, he was into uh, just a, a, a real 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 crisis in his own life and I just wanted to write and I just kept writing I just kept writing and just sharing with him my own story and just hoping that something in there you know might be beneficial to him there to help him out in his own situation and and that's what became the potter and the clay or I really don't think I would have been able to have just sat down and wrote this thing and been that transparent and honest, honest about my own situation under any other, you know, thinking it was going to be published and be a. Wow. Oh, what a powerful thing though. What a powerful story. Have you been uh, reconciled with your son? Well, you know, it's kind of funny because we was estranged for over 25 years and in 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 some ways it it is it is happening and it's it's really remarkable because it is that book that really rattled his cage uh you know that really got his attention and you know he's uh he's been reaching out to me here in uh just this past year and stuff and he was been down in the rehab himself down in Florida trying to get uh, get his life together and uh he is um you know, slowly but surely with him, it's, uh, it's, it's coming around, you know, and stuff. And uh, it's, you know, it's just amazing because, 
my whole family. I mean, I was at odds with my dad, you know, um, growing up. And really, it was really just kind of a, a bitterness that, it kind of began to grow and it just took root in my heart somehow, but it really turned into something that just took control of me. And I think the drugs and alcohol and, you know, I think, I think that was in part to cover up just the stuff that I was feeling and different things there. But uh, anyhow, uh, and it's kind of the same thing, you know, where he was, you are, you are. but now, but now uh, my whole family has been restored since these years. It's been 21 years now since Christ came into my life, but um, it's amazing because my whole family now, I mean, my, my sisters, I mean, the whole, across the board there. And, and, you know, I, I, I had so little to do with it other than just being the person that, that I am today. Mm-hmm. That's great. So tell us about His Heart United and your ministry in prisons and the work you're doing there. Yeah, you know, His Heart United, it, it, it came to be because of this story back in the, you know, in the early days, I was getting invited all over the place to share my story and stuff. And, you know, and it just kept growing. And I, I'm also a, a recording artist and a musician. And so, you know, I had a little band and we traveled around and stuff. And it just it just continued to grow, and and my my wife Peggy here, um, she, um, you know, is really her. She's the one that really thought that that was this thing's growing, and and uh, you know and stuff. And I really think that, you know, that you, I really think that God has a plan for your life, and that this is it. And so we, uh, several years ago now, we formed, you know, the foundation back in Missouri originally, and now today it's a Missouri and Colorado uh, foundation there, but. You know, uh, it, um, we do, uh, we do a lot of, you know, prison ministry. We have broken chains, prison ministry. We go into prisons and everything. We do a lot of large, um, you know, concert, uh, you know, outreach events and stuff there where we, you know, go out and just, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, friends come with us. Uh, I got a friend that's a former lead singer for a band called Kansas and a couple couple legendary, uh, you know, uh, uh, rock, rock legends from way back when we do, we go out and do a lot of stuff, but you know, there's everything, um, you know, Devin teen suicide in Colorado Springs, the Bible base of America right now is number three in the nation. And it was number one. And you got to wonder how can, how can, how can there be such a disconnect in a place like Colorado Springs? But again, it's not, you know, it's not a Christian thing or anything. It's a humanity thing, you know, and I really honestly believe if the truth is known, Devin, addiction is the biggest humanitarian crisis going on in the inner cities and in this country today there because homelessness and poverty and addiction are just festered all up in there together and stuff. Anyhow, one of my visions, though, one of the things that we hope to do, and we want to do it here early next year, is begin to to buy some of these homes and stuff, maybe set up some ranches, but we want to put some uh, situations together with some of these to get single mothers out of uh, compromised situations because divorce leaves two households. That weakens the financial uh, situation in the family right there. Yeah, definitely. A lot of times, you know, moms, they, they're wonderful, loving creatures. And they, uh, you know, they begin to 
feel the pressure of the financial obligation and boy, you know, next thing you know, they start to make bad decisions and this man and that man, and, and it's just devastating on the kids. We want to provide some, some, some places where we can take them in and train them and some new, some new uh, training, get them, get them away where they can, uh, you know, even start a business, you know, maybe, maybe even establish some microfinancing, you know, that's going on in different countries around here for the mothers over here in America today. But it's to keep, not just the mother, but it's basically to shield, it's to give these kids a better shot out of that environment. They're growing up right now in these compromised situations and let them have this, you know, a, a, a fair shot at, at growing up and really, Stand yeah. that stuff. Well, Ellis, what are you most proud of having accomplished? Boy, Devin, I'm, I, I, I am not proud of anything that I've accomplished. Um, I'm so fortunate to be alive myself. Uh, well, that's, that's kind of a beta question. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm really, if there's anything I'm proud of, it's that, you know, that I am alive today as a symbol of hope that, that you know, that you know, that I can, I, can, I can tell people with absolute, absolute, um, you know, certainty that there is hope that, that I don't care what kind of situation you're in in this life right now. There is no situation, there is no situation, no pain, sin, failure, you name it, beyond God's ability to forgive, heal, and restore. And... Um, you know, one of the things that I have discovered is that the people that I deal with personally that, that, that do reach out and get a hold of me is that, you know, mentally they're just already defeated. You know, they don't realize that, you know, your, your worst disaster can be your greatest strength in this life. You know, there's people all across this country and around the world that are suffering right now. Do you, you, you know, do you realize that you're, your greatest mistakes are a common thing here, but you know, you know, that could be used right now to go out and strengthen other people in a very similar situation. You know, people think they're diseased and they, you can call it whatever you want. I just call it, you know, I just call it, you know, life, you know, and stuff. It happens to the best of them. And I come from a great, from a great family. So it's not just an inner city thing. It can, yeah. you know, addiction and um, it, it, it affects everybody. Sure, yeah, sure it does. So Ellis, what is the most important lesson you've learned as you reflect on the last, on your life? Boy, now you're, you're, you're talking about Mark Webb. <laughs> Mark Webb, I wrote about him in The Potter and the Clay and in my new book, Coming Out Wanted. And, uh, you know, I learned so much from Mark Webb from the, from the years of us doing ministry together, but even more from the time when we wasn't even friends at all. In fact, you know, we were borderline bitter enemies. And I'm not proud of that, Devin, because I was, I, when I first met Mark, I'd been a Christian for seven years. And even though outwardly I was doing all the right things, I was saying all the right things, inwardly I'm saying, God, I can't stand this guy, man. I can't handle this. You know, uh, you know, three years later, you know, different circumstances 
life circumstances had taken place. And God somehow mysteriously just unites our hearts together on a common cause, on a mission together. And for people out there, you know what I, you know, never, you can't judge a book by the cover. You don't know what's going on inside of people's hearts right now. And that's the greatest lesson I've learned is, you know, the people that may seem the most far from hope, the most, you know, hard to reach may be right there at the very borderline of finding real transformation in their life. And what I would have to say is that through it all is that suffering, Devin, has been my greatest teacher. It has taught me the greatest lessons in my life there. And it was the gateway that led to this incredible transformation of my own life. And the reason why I, you know, I think, I think the reason why, you know, in the potter and the clay, you know, why it is being, you know, just uh, so popular in rescue missions and rehabs and jails and prisons all across the United States now and, and growing. We, we got more books to get out to different places now, but uh, you know, it's just, it's just transparency and uh, you know, it's never given up on anybody. You know, I don't care what, what the circumstances are. You cannot understand what's going on inside of another human's heart. Yeah. Love them. Love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that use you spitefully. You know, you know, if you only love those that love you back, what what good are you doing to anybody around here? And if you only greet and welcome those, you know, that that are going to do the same for you, then look, you're you're nothing but just wallpaper around here. Okay, it takes a real commitment to transformation in our individual hearts. And if we can deal with our own hearts and understand, you know, their own, our own, our own shortcomings, our own failures, and the things that really, you know, you know, we can make a huge difference. I've seen it in my own life, and I've seen it in Mark Webb's life, and I've seen it in so many people's others' lives here that that's great. Come in contact with. But Ellis, what is your superpower? It's Jesus Christ. It is God above. It's God Almighty. It is, he is, uh, you know, he is the all-consuming fire that consumed all of my failures, everything that I ever did wrong. And he was the one that transformed my life in one day there, Devin. He took me from complete hopelessness, you know, hopeless addictions to, to, borderline going schizophrenic just from the years of addictions and the hard drugs and everything to completely healed and in my right mind. If you read in Mark chapter five, you know, the story about the demoniac is very, very, very similar to my own story right there and stuff where I was just, I was, I was offered hope. You know, there's one thing though that even Jesus can't do for us and that's choose. It's a choice. You Interesting know. observation. Well, Ellis, we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. We appreciate you sharing your story with us. Before you, you go, I wonder if you'd take just a minute and tell people how they can learn more about your work and how they can buy your book and connect with you. Yeah, uh, well, I tell you what, they can go to hisheartunited.org or ellislucas.com. And, uh, you know, they can read all about me. They can learn about our ministry and everything we're doing there. Um, 
you know, the book, you know, you can, you can get the book anywhere books are sold and stuff. And, um, you know, uh, but if there's somebody out there in crisis that's watching this show today there and stuff, send me a message through my author website there. I, I want to talk to you. And, you know, I, I would love to send them an autographed copy of my book and, you know, just, just build them up and let them know that, listen, don't give up, man. Your, your greatest days are still ahead of you there. Don't, don't, you know, don't give up and don't give in. Don't give up nothing. All right. Great message. Great message. Well, Ellis, thank you again for being with us today. We wish you every success and continue to change hearts and minds and help people to recover from the addictions that uh, can just ruin their lives. Mm. Well, Devin, thank you so much. And listen, thank you also for the incredible work that you're doing down there. And you're affecting lives all over the world. And guys like you are at a premium. And thank you for, for caring. Well, thank you. It's, uh, uh, I, I appreciate those remarks, but of course, it's the people on the ground doing the real work that we, yep. we appreciate the most. So, Ellis, thank you. You're more than welcome. Now, let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. Devon Thorpe's mission is to end extreme poverty, improve global health, and mitigate climate change before 2045 by finding and sharing the stories of those who are doing the most good. You can join with other listeners to accelerate Devon's mission by visiting helpdevon.org right now.